So how have you guys been processing these sorts of experiences with Christ? And, and what has your spiritual relationship looked like? I think before all of this started, a lot of us kept saying, you know, if I if I just had more time, I would be able to spend more time with God. And then God gives us this pandemic and like, here, have your time. And then we recognize, you know, it, time wasn't the problem. It's just our unfaithfulness. Welcome to the Christ Youth Culture Podcast. And I'm your host, Alan. Today, for our first episode, we'll be talking about the topic of Christians in the coronavirus pandemic, specifically its effects on youth. We'll walk through our hopes and challenges. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. My name is Pastor David. I'm the youth pastor here at the Calvary Baptist Church of New Haven. And today, for our first episode of our Christ Youth Culture podcast, we're joined by uh, some of my youth group students. We have Matthew, Sherfane, we have Sophia, we have Alan, and and some others who are joining us. And so today we're talking about the pandemic and how it's affected Christians during this time. Uh, but specifically for for yeah the younger generation, um, high school students, junior high students, and how they've been wrestling with it and approaching it, relating to it uh, in light of their faith. And so we just want to have this conversation to maybe bless others and and let others know that they're not alone, but also maybe to provide them some ways to think about it and, and wrestle through some of the questions that they may be having um, as as our own students are, are, are wrestling with these questions. And so, yeah. So just to kind of get the conversation started, how have you guys been doing uh, throughout this time? This pandemic started maybe nine months, a little over nine months ago. And yeah, we've been in this state of quarantine and different phases of reopening and perhaps going back from reopening. And yeah, how have you guys been handling it? Okay. Um, I don't know, but like, it's been so long and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better because it seems like if anything, we're getting worse at it. This whole pandemic and getting locked down and it seems like we're just going through the motions now. Um, hmm. especially since we've reopened up at church, um, it just hasn't felt the same as when we did it last year. Um, I mean, with most people still at home, it kind of feels a bit empty here. Um, I mean, it's still great. I still love coming here, but it's just not the same. It's some some kind of dullness to everything now. Hmm. Yeah, so in my opinion, um, this pandemic has like affected all aspects of our lives, including like home life, school, different activities that we should have gone to. And I think that yeah, just like our, our lives are disrupted by this pandemic. Specifically, like in school, we see that sometimes, like most of the time it's like virtual, right? And um, in school, like everyone has to separate. Um, so it feels like we're, we're not like really going back to normal, even though like some events are still in person. And like at home, like everyone is doing like their separate thing, right? Uh, some people at school, some people at work having conferences. We're still like, we're like in diff different rooms, like isolated from each other. So um, I think that, yeah, just like this pandemic has affected all aspects of our lives. Mm. Yeah, it's like, there's kind of like what you guys are describing. It sounds like a, an existential erosion almost, right? Like that there's this progressive emptiness and things are just not the same. Um, I, I wonder, Alan, if, if there's anything that... that yeah, you, you want to say or, or speak to this on? 
Um, I think I agree with Sophia. Like, um, Sophia and Matt, like, just everything in our life has changed so drastically. But at the same time, there's just, like, an emptiness and a repetitiveness of our lives now. Um, we're, like, just everything feels the same and um, the same and also so, like, drastically different. And I, there's almost, like, no words that I can use to um, really relate to what I'm feeling. And I'm sure other people are feeling as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm in, uh, excited to talk about, like, everyone's experiences and such. Yeah. But I know for you, Alan, I think out of all of us, you've kind of been in more of a stricter lockdown quarantine state because of, um, well, because you have your own reasons to, to do that. But how, how have you kind of fared? Um, yeah, so I have been like having a more strict um, quarantining and everything. And it has been hard, truthfully. Um, hmm. I think just the the way I've been coping with it, I guess, is just, um, uh, just trying to spend as much time, uh, with God as I can, um, outside of like normal, normal, what I normally do. Uh, this could be like things just like just praying more often, um, with quarantine, like with quarantine and the pandemic, um, most people just don't have as many responsibilities and activities to go to. And instead of like, you know, wasting that time, um, you can use that to actually like, um, uh, just make use of it, um, spend time with God more. And although like you're not able to be at physical church or have fellowship, um, I think it's still really, uh, really uh, powerful to just be with God um, in the presence. But yeah, of course, um, as soon as I'm able to, it'll be really great to come back to church and mm. daily life activities. I'm curious. So we're all, you know, experiencing it in our own unique ways. But I think the commonality that all of you have mentioned is, yeah, there's just again, this progressive emptiness that we feel. And where is that coming from exactly? Like what, what is being taken away or what is not the same? What are those conditions that are bringing about this, this feeling of emptiness? I think it's the lack of like face-to-face interaction. Hmm. It's that like we have to see our friends like on a computer screen all the time. And it's just like not the same as being in person. Yeah, and I think even in person, I mean, they're making us stay at least six feet apart from each other. So it's not like we're even with them. We just kind of see them around us. I mean, at lunch, you can only sit with like two other people. Like you might be at school together, but you're not really with each other. Yeah, it's like we have, we're like in person, but like not really because like there's so many rules and like regulations that like keep us apart, it feels like. So how have you guys been processing these sorts of experiences with, with Christ? And, and what is your spiritual relationship? What does that look like? You know, I thought um, that with this coronavirus, I would have been, you know, like spending so much more time reading my Bible, mm. doing devotions and stuff. But like even with all like without having so many activities and stuff and I have even more time. It still feels like I'm just not doing anything. Um, hmm. I feel like especially when I have a more relaxed schedule, I always tell myself, well, I could do it a little bit later. I mean, I don't have anything to do tomorrow, so I could just do it then. And I just keep putting it off and keep putting it off, and then I end up not doing it at all, or I have to do it at the very last minute, especially with my schoolwork. Um, and I feel like that, that translate to... Um, 
with me spending time with God, I always think, you know, maybe I'll just watch Netflix right now and I could just, you know, pray to God later because mm. I have, I have all day to do this kind of stuff. So why, why waste my time doing it now? And so I've just been keep putting it off and then it just ends up not doing it. And then like one day, two days go by and I don't know, like what happened? Um, cause you know, I have so much more time. Why can't I spend this time with God? I mean, I used to have a, used to have a bad excuse, but I could at least have said, you know, I have so much homework to do. I have practice to go to, but now I don't even have that. So, um, I don't know. I don't think it's really helped that much. I mean, mm. maybe I would have like a good one streak going on, but it always ends up falling apart. Mm. Yeah. And I, I know earlier I was talking about how, um, like with more time, I feel like I've been able to, um, just be with God more. Um, but at the same time, I agree with Matt, uh, just the, I think one of the biggest reasons that this happens for me was, um, accountability, uh, Something that like we forget about a lot is just how how much just being with other Christians and other others um can really impact like how um like just your I guess your faith is. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's just people are keeping you in check and whenever you're actually there in person face to face, um there's just like so much strength to that, I guess. And mm-hmm. um although like I ha- I for me I think it's just because I haven't been able to go to church. I I kind of force myself to take the time and be with God. But sometimes I do have um, similar feelings to Matt. And uh, yeah, I really don't, I don't really know how, like how to cope with that. I think it's just, mm-hmm. um, just asking for God's strength, I guess. Um, but sometimes the best way that can happen to you is through other people. Um, just there for you, rooting for you, um, talking to you, yeah. uh, and yeah, that's just my two cents. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there was a, yeah something you wanted to say, Sophia? Yeah, so at the start of the pandemic, I thought that days would go by really, really slowly because we were doing the same thing all the time. But I feel like now that the days are just like passing by in a blur. And like, mm. it, it's just, all my days are just a bleh. Like, it's just the same thing. But like, it's not going slowly. I feel like time is just like ex- escaping from me. And like, I can't get mm. anything done. But, like, I have time. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah, I think that does. Yeah, like, all, all of us are in here nodding our heads. So, yeah, I think I think we agree with you. Um, yeah, like, it's it's interesting because, obviously, this, the the term pandemic in, in, in our current situation, it, it means specifically, right, what's going on with respect to this virus. But in the time of the pandemic, there, there are, of course, other things going on in our world and not just things related specifically to the virus, right? There's so much um, political noise. There's a lot of cultural cacophony. And I wonder how have those things kind of interplayed with one another? Do you feel like that also has to do with some of the the malaise and the melancholy and the emptiness that we've been talking about? Okay, so those were uh, a couple of big words. So I don't know if what I'm going to say is... Oh, I'm sorry. W- which words are, were big for you? No, no, it's it's fine. Sorry. Just, uh, just, that sounds so <laughs> condescending. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, which words can I clarify for no, you? No, it's, it's fine. I I get the general gist of it. But um, yeah, definitely with like all that 
cacophony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, at the start of the pandemic, I mean, I spent so much time on TikTok and getting into like these heated conversations with people. Hmm. Um, I mean, it started out with like debating theology and I was hmm. like, hmm, let's see what like other people are thinking. But, um, you know, as this kind of political situation in our country has kind of some something happened, I don't know, but it's became all of these conversations just quickly became so toxic that um, now whenever I do engage in these conversations, there's just that kind of different feeling in you. Like, um, especially when you're waiting for them to reply and you're like, okay, so what's going to happen? What are they going to say? Um, how is this going to make me feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, because especially like through messages, it's not like you could really read their tone or anything. So, I mean, especially a lot of people get that mixed up and then people think that some things are kind of like passive aggressive and then it turns into just aggressive. And when I finally kind of deleted those TikToks and those kind of conversations, it was kind of like a brush of fresh air, fresh air. Um, yeah. So especially in this time, cause we're not really able to talk in person that much mm-hmm. or we were back then we didn't, weren't able to, um, I don't know. It just feels like even our conversations with people have deteriorated hmm. and wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. And to speak more about what Matt said, like, um, I think that's why, uh, even though like we're starting to get back into the groove of things, we're starting to go back in person and stuff. Um, it's still really hard. Like it doesn't feel the same. And, um, I think it's part, part of the reason is because of the lack of social interaction we had in that pro- during that time. Um, there's a, th- I think social skills is a really, really real thing. And it's mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. deteriorated a lot, um, mm-hmm. since the use of cell phones, but also um, a lot due to the pandemic. Um, and it's, so you're saying our social skills were already bad as it is, <laughs> but were, now it's like really bad. I mean, they call it social distancing. Yeah. Uh, good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're already pretty bad and now they're worse. And I think just everyone, especially, I guess the like generation Z and stuff that already didn't have like great social skills needs to just work on that. Like we need to, once we're back uh, and everything becomes slowly becomes better, mm-hmm. we need to work on these social skills. We need to work on communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. How are we supposed to do that? Uh, I don't know. I think I think one of the reasons that our uh, social skills deteriorated in the first place was because of the use of cell phones. Um, like we were able to actively see, like it's not like we weren't able to communicate with people in the past, but it was just through Zoom. Instead. I mean, not in the past, but during the pandemic. And we know, we've noticed that uh, our social skills have deteriorated. And whenever our only source of communication is through zoom it's pretty obvious that um we need like these in real life face-to-face communication um to like keep to i guess keep our social skills in check and i think the way to the way to improve them i guess 
is just keep talking to people in real life. Um, value the time that you have mm. uh, with each other in person. Don't be on your cell phones the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that ha- like the same thing happens in the future. Like right now we're limited. We still have regulations in place and we, we want to be like safe about it. But uh, just talking about in the future, like you got to value this time with others and you have to, mm. um, yeah, I guess really just uh, be grateful about that time. Cause now we know like it, it's not always going to be there. Yeah. I think social skills also, um, especially with the fact that like, as you guys have said, like they're deteriorating, like the, it's harder to communicate with people. I think it's something that you need to like start rebuilding back up. I guess it kind of also like, it's a really far-fetched connection, but like compared to like trust, um, like if you break someone's trust, it's really hard to rebuild it back up. So I think it also can speak to this as like social skills. Um, since we've gone like so long without it, so it's really hard to like rebuild them back up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if anyone mentioned, we may have, but I, I might've missed it. But again, and, and Matt also might've asked this, but how, what does that look like then throughout this time to, to engage people to kind of not lose sight of the humanity, right? That, that contributes to our own and the lack thereof negates, right? Cause everything that we've just said, as you know, one, one philosopher put it, right. If anything, throughout this time, we've seen how essential, uh, contiguity is to, to human nature, right. That, that we thrive in relation to others. Um, of course, not always because human beings are sinful and we have conflicts. And, and of course we, we do things to each other that we shouldn't do or say things, but all that to say, um, at, at our best, right. We, we, we find ourselves and others and vice versa. And so w- what does that look like throughout this time? Like, like practically concrete speak, uh, concretely speaking. Well, I think during this time, like it's really easy to hide behind a screen, mm-hmm. like in video, like zoom meetings. Um, we have people like turning off their cameras or just like showing like a part of their forehead and like doing something else like underneath their desk. Um, And I think one thing that schools are doing to try to engage people and not only schools, different organizations as well, is they're like asking people to turn on the cameras or like requiring requiring them to turn on their cameras. And like even then people are still like not engaged. I don't know. I feel like wearing masks aren't, I mean, I, I get it. It's for like everybody's safety, but wearing masks kind of make me feel like I'm not really talking to anybody. Mm. Um, wow. I don't know. I feel like there's some, there's always something kind of, um, separating us. I mean, besides the six feet. Um, and I feel like, um, when I'm talking, to, cause like half of their face is covered and it's like the same thing with people showing like their foreheads on like zoom and Google meet and stuff. Some of us here do that. Won't say who, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, continue. Um, yeah, and it seems like even if we're in person, we still really can't see each other, and it's hard to really have conversations with people when you can't even see their whole face. Um, mm. and I don't, I don't, I feel like these masks, I mean, even though they, they're necessary, are kind of just like a big blocking to the conversations that we've been trying to have. Yeah. Wow. That, I, yeah, that's so profound because we had a guest preacher recently who talked about, you know, these masks that we wear, 
right, to, to protect us from this virus. And of course, they're, they're important and, and they do their job, but nonetheless, uh, they have their drawbacks. And something so simple as like a thin piece of right cloth or whatever your mask, uh, whatever the material of your mask is, right? Just something so simple as that, right? That it, it, it's, a, it's an impediment, right? To, to seeing uh, other people, engaging with other people. And so this guest preacher was saying, right, that of course, these are not the only masks we wear when we come to church, are they? And, and I, and I, I was kind of like connecting what you said, Matt, to, to what, um, yeah, the guest preacher was saying, because that's so true that, that we not only wear these physical masks, but we have an assortment of masks that we, that we pick and choose from, right? When we're at church, we put on one mask. When we're at school, we put on another when we're at home, another, and sometimes we have so many masks, we don't even realize who we are anymore. And we don't realize who other people are anymore. And so, yeah, I just wanted to speak to that because I, I, I thought that was really, yeah, a profound thing that you just said, Matt, but I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? So I don't know what to say about on the topic of masks and how like they like separate us. But um, I guess one thing that, or a few things we can do when we're like, with in-person interactions. Um, I guess it's like just easier if you could just, I don't know, I guess like be there personally and um, okay, that's bad wording. Like you actually like make the other person feel like you wanna be there. I guess like try to put away all other distractions like your cell phone since that's one of the things that's inhibiting your social skills Um, since it's not making use of your, like your uh, face-to-face interactions. So I guess one important thing is to just remember that uh, while you're in there or while you're in that place with that person face to face, it's just it will be more beneficial to you and the other person if you guys both just remember that you are there together and there's no need for you guys to like make use of things that won't help you. I guess. Mm-hmm. I think people need to start making eye contact more. I feel like when whenever people talk, they kind of just like look around. Mm. You can't really like maintain eye contact for thirty. I mean, I do this too all the time. <laughs> When Pastor David's preaching and then we lock eyes, I kind I love of look that. away. <laughs> no. I love those moments. I mean, I and that's kind of like the problem is how awkward it is for some of us to, you know, maintain <laughs> eye contact for more than 15 to 20 seconds. Because, you know, you know what they say, that eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely true in a sense because I feel like you're definitely more connected when you can make eye contact with people. And this time we've, kind of just avoid that whenever we get to. I love that because I think in, in, you know, just the things that we've been talking about thus far, like, like God is showing us things that we would have, right, things, things that would have gone unnoticed right, in quote unquote normalcy. Um, the fact that we're acknowledging uh, the importance of right, right parts to our humanity by virtue of their lack, um, it's showing us that God is, yeah, like just the simple things like eye contact, being able to see people's like emotions, being able to like even, even touch each other, right? like to hug one another, to, to high five each other. And yeah, just all these like simple things we took for granted. Um, yeah, like God is teaching us these things and yeah, it's hard to articulate, but we all feel it, right? And, and that's kind of where this conversation began. 
But I don't know. We're, we're kind of, you know, nearing the end of the podcast here, but what are some other maybe lessons? I don't know if that's the right word, but for lack of a better term, what are some like lessons that you feel like Christ has been teaching you throughout this time? Even if there aren't like lessons, at least things that he's showing you about yourself and, and others. I mean, touching back to a little bit of what I said before, um, I think before all of this started, a lot of us kept saying, you know, if I if I just had more time, I would be able to spend more time with God. And then God gives us this pandemic and like, here, have your time. And then we recognize, you know, it, time wasn't the problem. It's just our unfaithfulness that's been um, keeping us from spending more time with him. And I think that's really been convicting this pandemic for me. Yeah, I think like um with the topic of time, I guess. So you're provided with all this time as a result. Like you don't have to like, you're presented with more time, so you're like, oh, yeah, I can, like, spend more time with God or, I don't know, read my Bible more. But then you get hit with reality, and you're like, and you have this mindset where you, you can just say, like, for me personally, like, oh, I have this much time. I can just put it off to later, and then you go end up doing something, and that something leads to something else. And sooner or later, you realize, oh, crap, I'm out of time. So I guess that's just one of the big problems uh, with all this in relation to time. Mm. So for me, I think that what God has revealed to me is that like I get distracted really easily. Mm. Like when there's the option of being occupied by something else in my room rather than focusing like on the Zoom meeting or like on whatever conference like I'm I'm having, like it I have like a really big like temptation to like take care of like whatever's besides beside me and like I feel like that's like something that I need to work on but like something that God has revealed to me through this pandemic Mm. can you maybe speak more to that like revealed how so uh like I feel like more like when I get more and more into this pandemic Mm. that's like more been happening I see and yeah Yeah, and there is something else that God's been showing me, and it's just kind of my impatience with other people. Um, Yeah, I really get frustrated when people um, take too much time and... Who frustrates you the most? I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Um, But yeah, because I just, I don't don't know. I get kind of angry easily sometimes um when i whenever i have to whenever i'm trying to do something and then some someone like kind of interrupts or asks me to do something else or just something that prevents me from doing whatever i want to do and i get so impatient with the with with them um it doesn't even have to be in person online too when um i'm just kind of like i I don't want to like i guess waste my time with them if that it's not that harsh don't i don't want anyone to think of me as a monster here but (laughs) um yeah i just i can see how easily i get frustrated with people now Mm. yeah yeah i resonate with that i'm kind of yeah something about always being connected to one another through technology sort of conditions us to expect immediacy so that when you actually have those real interactions the lack of that immediacy, it like frustrates you because you wonder like, yeah, why aren't people as, you know, 
efficient as they are online. And so there's kind of like this rewiring of sorts and what we expect from people. But yeah, uh, I don't know if Sophia Allen, if you guys had any like final thoughts to that. Um, yeah, I think, um, it's not just the impatience for me. Like, um, is this irritability or yeah. 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 Like just being just the little things. Um, just like someone like my brother asking me to do something like that, (laughs) like that can trigger me sometimes. And I don't know, maybe I was, um, I don't know. I think like you were saying, like conditioned, um, conditioned by it with the internet and stuff. Um, people Mm. are just more blunt on the internet. They use like, um, I don't know, more informal acronyms or whatever. And, um, although I don't think that's like making us like terrible people at the same time, it's not, um, I don't think it's very polite or like, it's not, well, certainly, yeah, it's certainly not making you substantive people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I guess this circles back to, uh, the social, um, social skills that we were talking about, um, being impatient, being irritable, like, uh, these things are being conditioned to us through the internet, through uh, being on Zoom, through not having um, like regular social interactions anymore. Uh, and I don't know; it's it's still going on, so I don't really know like what the solution is. So, but it is still like a lesson that we've learned, I think, from this yeah. pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And that concludes our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Christ Youth and Culture is a production by the Calvary Youth Ministry here at the Calvary Baptist Church of New Haven. My name is Alan Liu. And my name is Edwin Sweeney. And we edited and produced this podcast. For more information, please visit us online at calvaryyg.cbcnhct.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you could leave us a rating and review on our Apple Podcasts show page. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. Peace to you.